Welcome to the Tokyo Lens Podcast, and as always, if you're a regular listener, welcome back. How's it going, everybody? Norm from Tokyo Lens here, and today, today we are talking about something that I just cannot get out of my mind lately, and that is Tokyo versus the countryside. By no means a new topic, but this is going to be the first part in a multi-part series on it, because simply put... I don't think it's going to be physically possible for me to cover this all within one podcast. I've done a video on it in the past, but I don't feel that I hit that video with the depth or any of the angle. It's it, ever since I did the video, the topic has been on my mind. The differences between Tokyo and the countryside. What is countryside? What is Tokyo? What makes the differences culturally? physically the juxtaposition between the two all of it has been in my head non-stop and I think it was probably at least a year and a half ago that I made the original video so one of the things that has inspired me to make this podcast this particular episode and start this series is just I think Tuesday maybe yesterday it's Wednesday as I'm putting this out to you guys Tuesday, I released a video on the Tokyo Lens YouTube channel called Right Beside Tokyo, all in capital letters. That and another video are going to be linked in the description box of this podcast. So if you haven't seen them, definitely check them out. I'm going to sidebar, as I often do, for about two seconds just to say that making that particular video was probably some of the most fun I have had in, I don't know, probably weeks, if not months. I really, really enjoyed that video. The video itself took a while to edit, as as videos do, but the sound design for the video actually took nearly as much time as the video itself. And uh, here's here's a podcast-only exclusive not a single bird sound in that entire video came from the moment. I, I really love the feeling and just the atmosphere and the sounds of nature. But unfortunately, when you're using like a shotgun style microphone that's set to pick up your voice, a lot of those ambient sounds in the background, which you're trying to cut out, even in nature situations, will get cut out unless the you know birds are really loud. So... I ended up having to add a lot of those sounds and whatnot afterwards just to create the atmosphere. And I've really sidebarred on this, so we're going to get out of this and we're going to actually get into today's podcast content. Thank you so much for joining. Let's jump right in. So for today, there's no script, there's no layout, but there's one specific thing that I want to talk about when it comes to Tokyo versus the countryside, and it is the contrast, the gap, the juxtaposition, whatever you want to call it, it is there. Recently on the channel, I've done videos to both extremes. So in the past couple of months, I've done videos on the underground drift scene here in Japan. I think I did a video called It Feels Like Tokyo Drift. I've done videos where we go up onto rooftops and shoot rooftop night scenes of Tokyo and get that real Blade Runner feel. And... I've shot videos where I've gone out to dying areas of the countryside. I think I did a video called One Hour from Tokyo, an emotional story. It is another one that's going to be linked in the description box of this podcast. But 
And then I, I did this right beside Tokyo video. So let me give you a little bit of a background on this right beside Tokyo video. This was a four day like familiarization trip, basically a tour, the first tour that I have ever been on that took us out to the countryside area right, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, beside Tokyo. So we went to areas like Sagamihara and Akirunoshi and Hachioji and all of these these beautiful, beautiful countryside-esque spots, none of which were new to me, except for maybe Akirunoshi, which I really enjoyed, but we'll probably come back to that. In fact, I used to live on the western side of Tokyo for a very brief period of time. It was a time where I spent a lot of time driving. I had my car and I went out to the mountains very often, but more often than not going out to the mountains, I would just spend the time driving. I would drive the mountain passes. I would have a great time. And I never really stopped to explore these areas. Now, again, this was before I was into photography and videography at the level that I am now. And somebody asked me the other day, I believe through Twitter, do you ever feel, maybe it was a comment in the video, I don't know. Do you ever feel like having to make these videos when you go out to these places distracts you from like enjoying the moment? Does it take away from the experience as a whole? And my answer for that was, was I wouldn't say it was prepared and ready, but it was right there in the top of my mind. And it was, for me, it does the exact opposite. For me, having the camera with me, I by nature am a very forgetful person. So I was always naturally the type of person who would record the moment because it helped me not only remember it, but it helped me stay in that moment. It gave me that, that right mind, being in the moment, being present mindset because I had to focus on the details. I had to focus on the framing of the shot and what was happening, what emotion was coming through and how could I capture that through the shot. And so by me pointing the camera at something, I feel a little more alive. And so all this time that I spent out in the countryside years ago on Western Tokyo was almost wasted. I was focused on the roads and driving. I was focused on the sound of my engine, the feel of the throttle on my foot, the response in the handle, shifting gears. These are the things I was focused on. So having the opportunity to go out on this four-day trip and explore an area which wasn't new to me but see it from a new light really got me thinking even more because it was right after doing videos like going up onto rooftops and exploring and everything like that. So... The first thing that I thought as soon as I left Tokyo and got out into the fresh air and, and you hear the birds and the fresh running water and just the air passing through the trees and you instantly appreciate it a lot more coming straight out of Tokyo. You see, we left from Shinjuku, which for those of you who don't know is truly, truly city center. It's got the tall buildings. It's got the neon lights. It is just as much Tokyo as any other area of Tokyo. And within an hour, we were in pure nature. The opportunity to feel that gap and not feel that gap after like a 20-hour flight, but to feel it after a one-hour bus ride. And you can do the exact same by train, by the way. 
to feel that gap in such a short time span, to be in the center of one of the world's biggest metropolis, and then be standing in a forest with next to nobody around you, the sounds of birds and crickets and running water of a stream nearby, is something that can't be put into words in a simple podcast and cannot be conveyed in the video. In fact, I, I I tried. I was actually, there was an entire scene that I cut from the video that shows the contrast between how things felt in Shinjuku and how things were out in the countryside. I edited it and re-edited it. I cut it. I twisted it. I did everything that I could and nothing I did really did it justice so I ended up just cutting the scene because if I can't convey the emotion in the way that it felt I, I don't want to put it in you know half arsed so it instantly gave me an appreciation for both for both the countryside being the, the quiet and beautiful place that it is and for Tokyo being the neon jungle that it is and this contrast has stuck with me ever since. It was quite a while back. I don't. I was at least at least a month ago that we went on that trip, and I've been editing the video on and off since then, adding and taking away stuff, doing different iterations of it. And the more I worked on it, the more I started to feel this and think about this and realize the importance of having. Not just one, but both. And I think a lot of people come in and they decide to visit Japan and they're like, you know what? I'm going to start off and I'm going to do the major cities. I'm going to do the major places that are Japan. And I'll definitely hit a few countryside places along the way. But I, I want to see Tokyo. I want to see Kyoto. I want to see Osaka and Fukuoka. If I have a chance, I want to go to Sendai. To be honest with you, every single one of these are places that were on my list when I first came to Japan. But going out to the western side of Tokyo, areas like Sagamihara or Akirunoshi, going out to areas like Shikoku, which I've just absolutely fallen in love with because it's got the city center, the ocean, and the mountains all within like 30 minutes of each other. It's, it's a mind-blowing area, but that may be for another episode. But making a point to get out into the countryside, which in its own way is a little more of an adventure than it is to go into somewhere like Tokyo or Osaka or Kyoto because the risks do feel higher. It's more of a perceived risk than an actual risk. You will worry about things like the language barrier. You will worry about things like the, uh, sorry, I just totally blanked there for a second. The language barrier, you will worry about things like transportation. You will worry about all these things. Maybe you won't. Maybe that's not the type of person you are. But I think the average person may worry about these things a little more, which, oops, and I have dropped. Just gonna, I'm just going to hope that we're not going to end up with any serious issues Every single time that I, I drop my recording device, the, the whole sound profile goes wonky. So if the sound on the rest of this is wonky, I apologize. But anyways, back to the point. Taking the effort and the time to actually go out into the countryside can really enhance your experience of going into somewhere like Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, etc. I know for a lot of you, you're probably sitting there going, you know what, you're just 
stating the obvious in this podcast, Norm. I'm I'm done. I'm gonna check out right here. No, I'm kidding. I know you guys aren't. You're not like you are a lot. And I I can't speak today. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sidebar here and just come clean with you guys. It's been one of those days. It's been one of those weeks. It has been back to back to back, like hour to hour, go 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 since about Sunday night. I'm recording this right now somewhere before midnight on Wednesday, and I'm like I've got to get this podcast out, but my mind is half fried. So if this is among the less organized podcasts, I wouldn't you know if you cut me a little slack maybe a little forgiveness i would appreciate it in the end the podcast is this right it's us just having a chance to sit down and talk together so as i said one of the beauties is there is no editing and you will catch all these little mistakes for me back to the point back to the point so the point of this first episode of this series isn't to talk super super deep about which areas of the countryside are the best that will be its own podcast about you know the struggles that different countryside areas are going through that will be its own podcast it's just to really introduce the idea of when you visit japan or while you're in japan or even when you're looking at japanese content a lot of us will default just to these big city things but making the effort to juxtapose I cannot speak to it. Guys, guys, this might be this might be the absolute worst attempt at a podcast yet. Like seriously. Oh, I can already see the barrage of feedback on Twitter. I'm really enjoying this. Um just just yeah, you guys get the point. My brain isn't working today, but the point is there. Making the effort to juxtapose the city against the countryside will give you a greater appreciation for both. And in my personal and even a recent experience, enhance the excitement and adventure that you feel in both. And adventure, the adventure side of it is going to be its own podcast as well. But the one thing that I do want to say is that the second video that's going to be linked in the description, the one that I think I called like one hour from Tokyo, an emotional uh, video or an emotional journey or something. This one was a video that really, really taught me a lot. I, I, you know, I was brought out. These people were like, you know, will you come out with us? We'd like, you know, a YouTuber to see the area. We'd love to bring you with us. We think you'd really enjoy it. And I was like, yeah, they're like, you know, the area is kind of struggling. There are not a lot of young people. And it's one of those things that you hear. You hear very, very often that the countryside is dying and that, you know, the, the cities are gaining all the attention. All these young people are leaving and all the elderly remain and the culture is dying. And, and I touched on this in a previous podcast called Is Japan Dying? And that particular video was one of the inspirations for that podcast because going out, making the effort to go out to that area and spend a few days in that countryside town and speak to the people which in the countryside is surprisingly a lot easier to do than it is in Tokyo you would assume that a big city like Tokyo with more people would make it a lot easier to talk to people but in the countryside people tend to be just so happy to see the visitors that they're very open and welcoming of course this is not a blanket statement that applies to every countryside location that you go to but in my experience 9 out of 10 plus maybe 9.6 out of 10 places they're so happy to see you that they're very willing to share their story so if you've ever sat down and listened 
to the story of somebody about their life about their hometown there's something very very different about you know hearing it face to face than there is from seeing it in a video or listening to it on a podcast and this experience the opportunity for me to go out there and just sit down at the with these people and listen to their stories and see their life see the fact that the entire time i was there i only saw one young person and they were only there visiting on break from university all of these things had impact to me as a person and started to change the way that i viewed tokyo it gave me much more of an appreciation and also a fear of what tokyo is it gave me a depth like thought on this gap between Tokyo and the countryside that I don't think that I would have picked up without that one particular trip and without that the most recent trip out to the west side of Tokyo would not have meant as much to me and so this back and forth between the two is so important and there's so much to gain from going out I'm going to share something with you guys that I'm really excited to be bringing to the Tokyo Lens channel very, very soon, which is, I think I've mentioned it before, I found 12 tapes, 18 hours of footage from my first trip to Japan. I have started recording videos of me watching those tapes. Now, I can tell you right off the bat that some of my favorite memories from my very first trip to Japan were not from Tokyo, Kyoto, or Osaka, or any of those major cities. They were from the little countryside spots that I went to, and the people that I met along the way. Going out to the countryside, it's not like this This podcast is like, hey, go out to the countryside, spend all your time in the countryside. No, 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 no. It's. I think a lot of us come into it with the idea that we're going to do the countryside. It's like, you know, it's going to be... 80-20 split, 70-30 split. I'm going to do 70% big cities, 30% countryside, you know, and I'll really enjoy Japan that way. I just want to propose the idea of turning that into a 50-50 split. That if you are doing Tokyo and Osaka, don't go from one directly to the other. If you really, really want to enhance your time in Japan, if you're coming here or if you live here, go from Tokyo out to the mountains. Go from Tokyo out to a little valley that you've never heard of. Find a little mimpaku or like Japanese style Airbnb. Find an old couple to stay with. Spend a couple days there and then make your way to somewhere like Osaka. And don't come straight back to Tokyo. Find a totally different place. Whether it be oceanside, mountainside, in the forests, in a valley. All of these places are so different. There are entire little industrial towns that have become just that that's like that they're just built off of whatever industry, whether it's, you know, some kind of manufacturing or shipping. If you go to an area like Suzuka, I love the area of Suzuka because in Suzuka you get not only the, the car enthusiasts because there's the Suzuka circuit which is one of the biggest racing circuits in Japan but you also get this entire like factory area where the culture in that area is so incredibly different you can go out there as a foreigner and no one will even notice you because the mix in that area is probably 50% Japanese and 50% Brazilian people and you wouldn't expect any like countryside area in Japan to have a massive Brazilian population but they do and they are not the only one 
Guys, I know this podcast has kind of felt like it was all over the place. My English has definitely been more broken than usual. If you're going to be leaving a rating on podcast, maybe maybe don't leave a rating on this one. (laughs) This has been by far the least organized podcast that I've done in some time, but I do hope that you've enjoyed it. More than anything, this particular podcast episode has meant to be an introduction to this series. And among the list of things that I do want to talk about in this series moving forward are A, some of my favorite countryside areas, B, some of the things that the countryside has taught me and just, you know, through that and the juxtaposition, some of the most amazing experiences that I've had and so much more. I have a list of five, six, seven, nearly 10 topics on this Tokyo versus countryside topic. Is that right? I feel like I like doubled up on topics, subtopics inside of this topic that I want to cover with you guys. If this is something that you're interested in at the, at my current mindset, I'm thinking about spreading these out. So maybe one of these podcasts a month or maybe one of these uh, Tokyo versus countryside podcast every couple months. I don't want to cram them all together like too super soon because as this kind of develops and as I travel out to the countryside more and more, I want to be able to reflect a lot more on this and share those reflections with you guys. But if this is something that you've enjoyed, if you've actually enjoyed this particular podcast episode, jump over to Twitter Let me know and say, hey, I'd love to hear another episode on this sometime soon. Anyways, to all of you who have stuck around for the full, what is it so far, 21 minutes and 45 seconds of this podcast, my gratitude goes out to you. As soon as I upload this tonight, I think I am straight off to bed. Tomorrow is an early day and I've got some exciting edits to work on and maybe one or two exciting shoots. So... Thank you guys so much for sticking around this long. I hope that whatever you're doing right now, whether it be starting your day, ending your day, being in the middle of your day, your drive, whatever it is, I hope it is fantastic. And you know, I will talk to you guys again real soon.